0: This podcast contains sensitive information on pregnancy and miscarriage. Hi, my name is Rebecca Smith, Managing Director of Safe Hands, and welcome to the Safe Hands podcast. Now, today, this particular episode for me epitomizes the reasons we set up this podcast in the first place. Our aim is to provide support and information to our listeners, and today we're going to be talking about something that affects up to one in four pregnant couples. At the same time, it's also something that is very rarely spoken about, and that topic is miscarriage. It's important to note that everyone's experience of miscarriage will be slightly different, and there's no right or wrong way to feel about this experience or think about this experience. But my guest today, Nisha Mankad, will be sharing her own experience of what can be, for a lot of people, quite a devastating event. Nisha, thank you so much for joining us today. So welcome. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you here. Great to have you here. Mm. Now, as we touched on there, miscarriage in today's society is quite a taboo topic. I don't know if you you find that as well. Yeah. One thing that struck me is that Mm. when we were introduced from the offset, you were super, super open to sharing your story and experience with firstly me, Mm. but... Secondly, our listeners today, which I'm super, super appreciative of, what was the driving force behind you being so open and willing to share?
1: Um, there's probably two things that come to mind. So, one is I was very still in it um, and I'm probably healing from it. And I, I know that the more that you uh, verbalize, the more that you start to understand yourself. Mm-hmm um and it, it wasn't intentional I think it was just a very natural process of wanting to share because it's it's human connection it's mm. what shares us and I think real life events um are what does connect all of us because we all go through the same stuff yeah you know so I think that sense of rather than talking about the normal stuff mm-hmm actually how am i really doing this is actually how i'm really doing so if you want to know because i think it's uh just yeah getting getting beyond those boundaries yeah um I'm very aware as well that we do walk around with our guard on and mm. i think the more we talk about it the more that you give permission for other people to talk about it yeah and, and there was something in me that I wanted to maybe um normalize the conversation mm-hmm. um not normalizing you know Miscarriage, mm. but normalizing the conversation so that we can acknowledge actually it's a bigger deal than it's made out to be. Because I didn't realize that it was a bigger deal than what I experienced it to be.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you, mm. did you know how prevalent it was at the time that you were going through that experience?
1: No, I think even if someone told you, and even if people said, don't worry, it's you know, and that's that's probably a response you'll get is mm. oh, you know, if you do tell someone out of. Uh, maybe more sympathy rather than, you know, empathy. I think they would yeah. maybe sort of say it's so common. Yeah. And I get where that comes from. But actually at the time, it doesn't matter if everybody experiences that you ever know, mm. you feel like, no, I, you feel alone. You feel like you're the only one experiencing it. It yeah. feels very real um, and it's very, it feels very personal. Yeah. And I, and I knew within myself, I thought there's absolutely no way that other people aren't feeling this. Yeah. It's this just too legit
0: yeah exactly yeah. and that approach is so important when we consider that stat that i just mentioned there mm. one in four and that was surprising to me as a previous healthcare professional and yeah. um, when i was looking at sort of stats to include in this episode it's super super prevalent yeah. and you know research actually suggests that it could be more like one in two if we consider the miscarriages that happen before it gets to the stage of that positive pregnancy test before you're even aware yeah so really really crazy undoubtedly yeah I can I can imagine yeah okay so let's touch on your experience a mm. little bit Nisha let's start from the beginning how long have you been in Dubai now
1: uh it's been about 11 months okay it's gone very quickly yeah <laughs> it goes
0: quickly here it goes quickly here um still a newbie though when it comes to to sort of Dubai yeah so you moved from the UK
1: yeah straight from London so it was our first move uh to Dubai um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I think we didn't know what the journey was going to hold. And, mm. um, you're so busy you're kind of finding your feet and setting yourself up and in terms of work and, and just getting a grip, you know, a yeah. grip of things. And I guess, um, yeah, you're just doing what you do, like getting on with it and, yeah, yeah for, for a while. And, uh, yeah. And then this came out of the blue. Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: so you've just, you've moved. <clears throat> I mean, moving homes is a stressful experience for anyone, isn't it? Moving countries is another mm. another experience in itself. How long after you'd been in Dubai did you find out you were expecting Nisha? Uh,
1: probably about six months. Okay. So it was around March. We moved in October. So yeah, so around six months. Six months. Um, of finding out. And uh, it was, yeah, for us, we weren't planning. So, you know, it, it happened very naturally. And... Um, you know, I think that the change is significant. First mm. of all, what hit me was I've, I've never been maternal, mm. um, ever. And, and actually I was going on a, I've been on a journey for a while. You know, it's been there since a long time. I'm sure my husband went, you know, uh, mind me telling everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's, let's he's not, been, let's uh, he's not. been broody <laughs> from day one before I even met him. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, so it was something that was like, okay, this is interesting. What's what what is motherhood about and, right um so i've been observing for a while like years really you look at it you look at kids you look at your reaction to kids mm-hmm. and I'm like nope there's no calling it's absolutely no it's not just there. never felt it never, never felt it and and you don't know whether you're ready you, you don't know how it's meant to happen yeah. what it looks like and why so many and also it's curious because you're like I can, the most amazing women get yeah. pregnant have families and they do everything like yeah. they manage to superwoman. show up for the super women yeah absolutely like you know so slowly over time started to meet more women who um, were doing it all I was like oh, this is interesting so um perhaps it's more my fears and my my belief systems mm-hmm. that so I wanted to um start looking at that because I thought at least in terms of getting pregnant I mean I'm 37 now you know all those kind of things come into yeah. your mind and um I thought well let me at least filter out my fears and give myself a space to um, deal with those mm-hmm. and, and also it's just my own ignorance or my um, way of thinking my patterns of thinking that might be restricting me from being able to experience something yeah um so I I for a while I had my eye on doing like a pregnancy yoga training course and okay. um and um you know yoga's been in my life and, and stuff but not really so much the prenatal side and I started to get interested in sort of my cycle and more around um there's a, there's a beautiful uh uprising in yoga more about the feminine and understanding Mm -hmm. things around a woman's um various phases that she goes through yeah and so yoga's really getting quite exciting in that and i've had a few touch point connections with people who are like okay that's interesting let me learn more Mm -hmm. um so i think it was all kind of happening at once And so i ended up on this um uh prenatal yoga training course Mm -hmm. and uh you know it was it was incredible because it really opened my eyes to a lot, and I really saw the beauty of um of what being pregnant can be really about and also being a mother and actually that part of a woman's creativity how much um how much it exercises that yeah. and actually what is you know as a woman every month you're trying to create you know just for your menstrual cycle yeah. it's all about this process and it's not just five days four days or whatever of the month no is your you've got four seasons to your cycle and and so it was really quite interesting to see how this all works mm. and um so i it was very important for me that i went to a course that wasn't just about these are the poses you do for a pregnant woman it wasn't really wasn't about that it was more about the whole process and everything that ha- everything else um the spiritual aspects of it um, and so I was actually pregnant on the course not knowing I was pregnant, actually, right, which was okay. the first bizarre thing is um, if I did the, I did the calcs afterwards. I mean, I did, the, I did the calculations for everything when I found out. I was like, whoa, when yeah. did this happen? Trace when? it back. <laughs> I had alcohol yeah. that day. That, that day. I was like, you know, tracing it back. And then yeah. I realized, okay, my God, okay, I was pregnant on this course mm. because there were some really um, aha moments. There were quite a few aha moments in that course. And I remember sitting in a meditation. We were doing like an ancestral history uh, meditation Um and I was all fine, and everything was really relaxed. And suddenly, I just got up and wanted to—I wanted to be sick. Like something just happened. Yeah. And I and I did not feel right for the rest of the day. And I was like, "What is that about?" I was like, "Maybe there's something energetically there, like something on my ancestors." Never, ancestor cu- never side. occurred to you at this stage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, um, so going through this course, being pregnant, and I didn't realize, but I felt very well practicing. I was like, "I feel like I can really." I feel like I'm pregnant, you know, like, cause you've got to pretend, you've got to use your imagination. And I thought, okay, maybe I'm just really good at imagining things so I can. Maybe you know, my, my mind's, mind's based, like, yeah, yeah bring me so superpowers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, absolutely. So um, I remember going through just feeling like, you know, I can feel very, this is very comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and so, yeah, it was, it was just an interesting experience for me. And, and finding out afterwards, um, just, wowed me because i i didn't know i could feel the way that i started to feel so I, there was definitely a primal instinct that's real yeah. So what what you feel from earlier on so i was about five weeks at the official five weeks um when i found out and i think even the process of fi- finding out like you know you know there's often when i speak to women you know about <clears throat> you know when they found out they were pregnant and everything there's always this kind of knowing And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. It's like some people know quicker than others. Some people like me might be in a bit of denial, Um, you know, because I I was messaging a friend who was on the course, Mm -hmm. who's a brilliant um, acupressure, acupressurist. And um, I said to her, look, you know, (laughs) without getting you know, too, too graphic, but I really, it felt like I wanted to have my, my period. It felt yeah. like I badly wanted it to come out. Like it's just, why is it late? Like a week, two weeks? Just what points can I press? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. How can I said, I said this? how can I induce this thing? Yeah. Um, and she, she dropped the thing. I was are you sure you're not pregnant? I was like, no, absolutely no, no way. Like no way. So it was all there in the back of the mind. And I remember um, I was alone one night working uh, a bit late and Nick was out and I was meant to go out. And with the girls for drinks and things like that. And I was like, I'm not feeling it. I just feel like doing my work. And there's signs that prop up. Mm -hmm. And I went for a walk in the mall at like midnight and uh, had some frozen yogurt. You know, maybe the (laughs) signs were there. (laughs) Had some frozen yogurt and went and picked me up a test. I thought I better do it. It's the the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. And then even when I was doing the test, by then it was one in the morning. um, And I was by myself, which I thought was... I wouldn't have changed that. I think I needed that time. Okay. And I was kind of doing it and I knew. It was like, yeah, no, 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 just brushing my teeth. Okay, yeah, I'm three three plus. Okay, fine, you know. And then straight away went into the other room. Nick was out late anyway, so I had a good amount of time yeah. overnight to just process and started looking at all like these apps that you get, doing my calculations, figuring out what's what, what I shouldn't be eating, like just reading and reading all night. I was up all night. And then um, the next day, day I told him in the evening, um, give him a bit of time <laughs> to recover, yeah. and then um i um yeah told him in the evening and it was it was magical, it was a beautiful experience mm. and uh, i wouldn 't have changed that for a while because i wouldn 't have known what i wouldn 't have known yeah. you know, at the time um so it definitely the connection feels very real, and from that point, I felt very pregnant, like I felt it, even my symptoms, I was craving things um you know, um there was there was definitely an innate um urge to provide safety. Like there was it was the most important thing. Like nothing else mattered. Like this is right. overnight going from I was making like a promo video of like dance and yoga yeah. and going in thinking about lifestyle, like how can I bring dance into Dubai maybe through agency and creative agency work and doing some modelling around dancing and stuff like that. So I thought let me put this all together. So my head went from this place, all me, me, me focus to forget all this, oh, like, I'll figure it place. out. Like, I don't know what I'm gonna do for work, I'll figure mm. it out, but I need to just take care of myself. And mm. so it's, it, it blew my mind, I think, um, that feeling my meditations were changing to lots of visualizations of um, and lots of affirmations and 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 visualizing whatever's going on in there, because you can't see it, which is like <laughs> profound, like, oh, I can't see it, but I can feel, feel it, what's it, going yeah. on. Um, so it's, yeah, it felt very, very real. And over time, um, it started to feel a lot more like every day. Once you really acknowledge that you're pregnant, it feels yeah. like everything changes quicker. Mm. So You're more aware of it. Yeah. You're more aware. More aware mm. and you're digesting it. So it comes into your consciousness, I guess. Mm-hmm. So you know, you also have to manage anxieties and fears and sleep and insomnia and all the other things that came up quite quickly for me. Yeah. Um, Emotions. (laughs) Definitely. They came up quite quickly as well. And I believe that differs from person to person. I think it really depends on the type of person you are. And also you'll see the signs quite early from how you experience your menstrual cycle. So I think Mm. the two are related as to how sensitive you are to hormonal changes and and how that affects you so it was really interesting to see that for me yeah um yeah so that we kind of we ended up having some early appointments um because it was like not sure what's what do i need to get checked out and um so we had an early appointment by seven weeks i think it was okay so already we had a scan normally you have yours at 12 weeks yeah,
0: first, first scan is 12 weeks yeah. in the uk right
1: yeah absolutely um but after that point, we had our first scan and she was like, Are you sure? Like, do you have twins in the family? Well, like, I know we don't have twins in the family. Didn't really click what she was saying, because you're we just still digesting yeah, what's just going on. Standard questioning. Yeah, I standard hope. questioning. Yeah. Um, and uh I just wanted to make sure that okay, things are all right, because I wasn't sure. Mm. And then uh she said, you know, I suggest you go and see this other doctor and get another scan. Or like, why? She's like, you know, just go. See so it like, okay, we'll go. And okay. then this doctor was interesting, and he um, confirmed that there were twins, right, okay. but it was very much like one of them is slightly smaller, so um, may not um, may not survive. <laughs> yeah, so, so you found this
0: out at the uh, early the first, phases. Yeah, the, the first point that the you first actually week like, like, of scans. Wow.
1: So, so literally about two weeks after I found out I was pregnant, I think about two weeks after um, we started seeing the doctors, so it kicks off quite quickly. And normally you wouldn't have a scan, but, you know, there was a little bit of spotting. I thought maybe I should. And you don't really know, right? You just yeah, don't know. And you just absolutely. try to listen to the signs and, and go and do what's... You're just thinking safety, like just safety. Is there anything I can do? Yeah. You know, um, and there's a lot of crap online. There really is. There's so like, much
0: information online. Yeah. You right? can leave your head spinning, I imagine, as a as And you an
1: can't expecting. help but not yeah. look. But just... Yeah, definitely try and, I would say, just be easy with the information because there's a lot.
0: You can put a lot of pressure on yourself, I think, if you take all of that into consideration yeah. at, the, at this time.
1: Yeah, you try and self-diagnose every yeah. step of the way. You're yeah. going to drive yourself crazy. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah.
0: So just to recap on, on that, Nisha, you've gone from a place of not really feeling so maternal to uprooting your life, moving to Dubai, you know, focusing on yoga and looking at these classes and then finding out you're pregnant mm. um, sharing that with your husband and then straight at the scan. Um, you then find out twins. Yeah. And at the same point you have been referred for another scan where you're finding it, finding out that potentially there's, there's something wrong with one of them. Yeah. Right. Yeah, okay. That's a whirlwind. It,
1: it actually is when you exactly. And I think, I think that's the point as well is um, there's a lot of change that happens in a short amount of time mm. so even the very much hang on a minute one minute I was like my dilemmas were around what do I do and how do I do things here yeah. and what do I want to do and a very you know me focused yeah. and our life focused to uh, completely the opposite so I think and then it just continues that yeah. process just continues and there's more layers and more layers. So I think absolutely, yeah, acknowledging how much happens in a short amount of time.
0: And was that shift from you f- not feeling so maternal and maybe not having that on your radar to then finding out you're pregnant, was the shift almost instant in terms of, of that maternal instinct kicking in?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was really, I. it wasn't even with the head. It was a intuitive, primal. I would say it's quite primal. Uh, and it, and um, it was interesting because... I learned about that a bit more on the course when I was doing the yoga training. Mm. And I think that's why it's like, Oh, right. Okay. That's what they're talking about. Mm. It's just, um, it's a, it's a massive safety. I don't think there's anything as raw as, as being pregnant in terms of carrying life. Um, And you've got to think about things like, um, it's interesting because, it comes up time and time time again even in pregnancy and in the birthing room that actually if you feel fear just like you would see like on these nature programs if there's any fear that's detected in the room uh, that you you will not it will become harder to 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 birth your baby Mm -hmm. because you need to like feel that you're in a safe place it's a safe environment Mm -hmm. baby is safe I can be safe Mm -hmm. and so it really there's a lot of that in the process of birthing and just how much you tap into your creative ability. Mm. To me, it's creativity on another level. Mm. And, I, and it blew my mind learning about that, you okay. know. Um, and also, I think it's just empowered me. I work with prenatal women now, t- with, with pregnant um, women, and that is quite interesting to talk about um, as well at some point, mm. um, to transition quite quickly away from having a miscarriage to then supporting other women yeah making sure that you've dealt with your stuff
0: yeah stuff (laughs) yeah yeah so just just going going back to that then at the point that you had the second scan Mm. and they tell you that you know potentially there may be this problem your feelings are going from you know excitement and planning to I imagine you know instant worry
1: yeah, there was a lot of anxiety. I burst into tears when he, it wasn't even again. It, it it was just like, "Whoa, Nisha, what's going on with these? Yeah. And you can blame everything on the hormones, but I, you know, and we do that. I think that somehow it's the hormones. It's the hormones. And yeah, I I I do I, I do believe that that has some part to play, but I think we throw that around. It probably mm. doesn't help the stigma situation anyway. And I know we do it to be jokey and between partners, just yeah. like you don't know what else to say, but actually no it's it's much more than that there is definitely that connection is very real and very deep and it's beyond words Mm -hmm. i mean the moment that someone said to me there's you know there's a risk that Mm -hmm. there's they're at risk there's some danger i burst into tears instant like it was just a feeling Mm -hmm. um of not wanting any harm like you would do in that i was like i'll do anything for them like all the cravings i wanted before, whatever, like, it just didn't matter. Like, yeah. I would do anything to protect them. And that's how strongly I felt. Right. Like, it, it reminds me, even talking about how, like, wow, okay, that blew, that blew my mind. I didn't even know I had that in me. Yeah. Um, he wasn't the nicest doctor, too, because he, um, you will get some characters out there, and uh, it's okay, but mm-hmm. you will get characters out there. And he did sort of say, well, you know, you weren't, you were, you were planning for, or we weren't planning he gave us a hard time about the fact that we weren't planning because you either were planning or you weren't planning like what's the big that was like why is it your That's it's crazy. not your it's not anything to do with you how we conceived but for
0: sure he was for also
1: sure. like well um you know yeah so you'll still have one if one of them passes wow. and we were a bit like so that that just was just are you for real you know so
0: it's i think um
1: It's a really, it's a sensitive time.
0: Definitely. And, you know, hearing that, You know, having come from my background as a nurse in the UK, Mm. that's crazy to me because (laughs) at at that point what you need is that support. You need someone to sort of reassure you and and guide you through whatever those next steps are. Yeah. So that's what you should have been um, sort of experiencing at that stage. Absolutely. Um,
1: And they're the only people that know. mm. The thing is actually the only support you have at that stage, apart from you and like each other, you and your partner, Mm. that's all you have – otherwise it's the professionals cuz mm. not even your your parents know
0: so you didn't choose to tell anyone at the point that you found out about the pregnancy no. is that is that right yeah so there's this unwritten rule isn't there when it comes to pregnancy that um ideally you shouldn't announce a pregnancy until that 12 week mark you hear that a lot right yeah so that's was that in the back of your mind when you made that decision not to speak about it at that point or was it for another reason
1: it's a really interesting question um and it's lingered in my mind since it Mm. has i i think we did generally do it out of the classic we don't know Mm. and it's delicate days to wait until the 12 week mark Mm -hmm. um but then i you know in hindsight it's very much well what are we saying what messaging is that giving that actually you know we we're scared to yeah it's nobody's business it's a private business yeah um i would question it again if i was to do that because i think well actually if it doesn't
0: happen Mm. you're gonna
1: need those people exactly yeah you need (laughs) that
0: support you're gonna need
1: the support so why not tell them now um maybe some of us avoid it to avoid the fuss i don't Mm. know but actually it's better to have a bit fuss than it is to um deal with it yourself i actually think oh my it made me question why don't we tell Mm. people what are we what are we afraid of um and it's it's exactly that that actually you're in a fear period for 12 weeks Mm. and and that's crazy like i wouldn't want that again because yeah. every day you're it's constantly what's happening, what's happening, uh, you know, like yeah, and you're getting fed with um the medical side of things, a bit of you know I don't know what's happening to my body, I don't know what's going on, mm-hmm. um and you're left, you know, it's great because it brings you and your partner together, maybe closer, mm-hmm. but you both need people, so yeah, I definitely, mean, I would definitely question, you know, and 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 maybe myself, I will definitely question, um if when we get pregnant again as to how we deal with
0: that yeah I think after speaking to you it it sort of made me question that rule because I hadn't really sort of thought about why why do they say that Mm. um and I get that actually it's probably down to the statistics because it appears that 80% of miscarriages do happen within that first trimester Yeah. yeah but similarly exactly like you've just said i imagine the people that you'd tell in that first instance regardless of you know how far along you are would be the same people that you'd reach out to for that support mm. so i imagine for you it was a case of you know the first time you made contact with your close circle of friends or your family mm. was to tell them that actually something's gone wrong here yeah, you yeah. know they didn't know about it prior
1: yeah absolutely we broke the news when and after we kind of were ready to tell them that we were not okay Mm, it's an it's an
0: interesting point to raise i think because like i say i think it's um yeah it's out there a lot isn't it in terms of that rule so i think it's i think it's good to sort of think about that do what's best for yourself but yeah yeah, definitely definitely think about um those sorts of things
1: i definitely would i would definitely encourage or invite people like whoever's listening to and and myself included you know Mm. just an open invitation to to think about it and like mm. just challenge it a bit like why why do we do that mm-hmm. and and often it's because we don't want to um you know have, have people raise their hopes and it's mm. normally the loved ones we don't want to kind of have that idea that oh you know something might go wrong so don't don't get too excited or don't you know um and it's almost like that superstitious thing that something will go wrong if you tell someone it's like I, you know it's, yeah. so, it's something that really yeah. needs to be unpicked yeah um because that's not true mm. and i think that's exactly the very same thing if i think about it that's the very same thing that feeds the same qualities mm. when something goes wrong yeah. so what you experience during miscarriage it's the same thing that you're feeding by not telling people does yeah. that make
0: sense yeah it does it does it's
1: it's almost a sense of uh failure mm. like oh, we, we want to avoid that
0: yeah for sure so mm. let, let's let's sort of revisit those those emotions that you're feeling when y- you're at that scan and you know they say at this stage something is potentially wrong with with one of of the twins mm. what was the process from there what, what, what were the next steps that um you and nick your husband took um so yeah after that
1: um a bit of processing really <laughs> yeah <laughs> to be like okay first of all there's two okay uh okay process that first <laughs> yeah and then and we had scans and everything so it was like yeah there's two um and then we looked around to see if we needed to maybe go to a specialist to deal mm-hmm. with twins yeah like um you know good old facebook uh, kudos by the way to like Are some you on of the these the facebook groups, groups yeah. like the yeah. brits you know you do yeah. you do gravitate towards your sense of culture and familiarity and yeah. and where you you know especially in Dubai you are going by recommendation and in situations like this it's actually it's been a really insightful experience yeah. you can see how much the community supports each other for sure i for think sure. that is phenomenal without that and without people's openness and willingness to share information and to be honest about what they're going through and mm. seek advice mm. um you know what what do we really have here like it's it's really interesting it was really interesting for me to see that so i i joined some of these groups and stuff Mm. um saw a lot of the recommendations and there was another doctor who deals with you know uh complicated cases right um or like twins has been quite known to deal with twins and um high risk Mm -hmm. you know so i think i was i became high risk just because i have twins and Mm -hmm. because um, my partner was like is it my age is that like, <laughs> like is that how, like what, what? how do we so there, there's lots of different things that come up some of the yeah. things you laugh about some of the things you just um and again being really like things happen so quick that mm. i was even told to take um you know progesterone the hormone at some point right okay. and i this would not i i wouldn't do that without questioning it somehow in the midst of things i started taking it and i need till a bit later i was like Nisha you're taking you're taking progesterone like surely that has some impact stop it what's going on yeah. um so to be mindful of the kind of advice you get during this time but yeah. again your focus is on I'll do whatever it is that I need to do yeah. um but um when things happen in an intense period you can lose that and it's not to even during that time be kind you're gonna make some decisions that you think maybe I made the wrong one and mm. it's okay like that's that is the nature of life mm-hmm. and it can heighten during pregnancy it's just too much going on mm. and um so yeah, so we ended up seeing another doctor. Um, things kind of happen at the same time. So in Dubai, the system is that your doctor kind of sees you through. They do your, they generally do your scans. They're with you during the whole of your pregnancy, yeah. and they're the ones who deliver you. So, but the thing is about the doctors is that they um, they connect to only a specific number of hospitals. So mm-hmm. you kind of need to like. Work out which hospital and doctor you want to have, and create a match. Yes. um yeah. So we were already hospital, you know, doctor hunting in a way, mm-hmm. especially with this now, this yeah. information, and also because I just came out of prenatal yoga, so it's all like pro natural, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, trying to figure it out. So we were already in that phase, uh, and I was like, Nick, can't we doing this too soon? But it's the only logical thing that I can think about doing. I don't know how else to assign myself to a doctor that you yeah. can take care of it doesn't make sense yeah. so like okay i think we're doing the right thing and then um so through that i saw an amazing doctor um so kind really caring their team are brilliant um genesis they're called genesis clinic yeah Got there. we know who they, they are dr george Genesis. dr george yeah <laughs> i've heard a lot about dr
0: george actually comes off <laughs> a lot
1: yeah his his team and um just the whole space they're they're really in fact he said something to me which was um interesting even later on is um and that most of their job is really about um they pride themselves on counseling mm. because if you think back in the day like i spoke to my mom about her birthing experience and my husband's parents and you're like there wasn't any of this stuff. There were no scans. There Nothing was no information. Like, like you went and delivered by yourself, Yeah, you know, in and out two hours and yeah. you, you know, you, and then you went on and got on with life in a way. Like yeah. You were looked after. There was definitely that in the culture, but it was very different. So you think, ah, oh, okay. Yeah. I hear, you know, a lot of this stuff, maybe I can take that power back a bit mm. and really get back into the fact that I'm not, I don't have a condition. Mm. I'm pregnant. It's mm. very different. So let me, let me figure out my own journey. And yeah. he was, he was brilliant. And, um he then sort of um he came in just after we found out actually that we lost them so what happened in between that was we went to king's hospital okay to check um their facilities out another hospital visit it was a normal hospital visit and mm-hmm. we were advised to see a doctor there who um was from london and who was meant to be brilliant okay so we just went to see her we managed to get an appointment we loved the midwife system there very mm-hmm. uk midwives and um so we just went for an appointment and then she sort of said, Okay, great, you know, hop on the seat like you do. And she did, um, she did a scan, and she's right. the one who then sort of said, Well, and just went silent. It went pin drop silence mm. in the room. It was bizarre. Like it's you, you it's the most bizarre experience being told there and then that they have no heartbeat. Um so she just went silent and then you knew, and then you're like what and she's like you know I'm just I'm sorry I, d- I don't know how to say it that mm. um that there's no heartbeat on either sorry <laughs> no
0: don't don't um. worry at all don't worry so you yeah it's I, I, ca- I can't imagine and obviously I'm 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 not someone who's been through this process or or uh, yeah can claim mm. to to understand it but like you say to go through that whirlwind of emotions and get to that stage and yeah get to that point where Mm. you're then being told that yeah unfortunately neither of them have made it I can't imagine how that feels I
1: think it's also um some of it is also going back to the moment because it was just surreal so it's I I
0: felt like you were in that moment there yeah I probably just traveled time for a little bit
1: because um it it was how it was. It was mm. exactly how it was. So what's coming through is 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 that of um, just shock. I think yeah. it was shock, and then just her. I mean, I was just kind of like in hindsight, you think, how do you, as a doctor, how do you do, how do you say that to someone? Yeah. Um, she was brilliant. She just gave us space. She didn't say too much. So by then, it wasn't like how, what, like, can you explain medically what our options are? And it was just yeah, but you are you sure? Are you sure what's mm. going on? And, um, it was no real reaction. I just went quiet and, uh, burst into tears. And I just sort of said, I want to go home. I just want to, I want to go home. Okay. You know, so, um, but she was beautiful. She was like, you know, just, she, she said something that was very real. Like I could relate to, mm. she was like, just as much as God sort of gifts you, these yeah. kids, they're taken away for, for good reason. And your body is doing its job. And I, that I could comprehend because, from my mindset of yoga and and the spirituality side of things, I, I can understand the essence of duality, and um that I'm like, yeah, absolutely, you're so right.
0: They explained that to you at the, at the, at the time in terms mm-hmm. of potentially why this may have happened, and that was all that it sort of explained to you.
1: Yeah, I think at that time it was a bit more. Look, this is can be really natural. The chromosomes sort of. Um, you know, the deficiency of the chromosomes or just it's not your fault. Like it's really was just like it's nothing that you could have done. Like I think and the fact that she said that, so it was the very few words were exchanged. But the fact that she said that I think is a knowing as well of Mm. give yourself two weeks to think Mm. about what you wanna do next. Just go home, go and drink a bottle of wine, (laughs) do what you need to do, Mm. just don't think about it just go home and process go and, right, go okay. and just you and your husband go home and just that's enough for today so it wasn't even the fact that she dealt with it that way was also quite um symbolic quite telling of she she knows how perhaps this might what this process is of dealing oh, with or it resonate that, with you in terms absolutely. of your mindset yeah. yeah and she that respect there was a respect of just wait everything else can wait just Mm. go home for now and just go and take care of yourself and um and so we we left it for it was a week of like craziness (laughs) it's just like just whoa um yeah we agree the two solid days of like actually grievance like as in crying just Mm. moments of just uh, and it's not again it's not the mind stuff it mm. wasn't for me at the time the first day or two wasn't the mind stuff it was the feeling um of loss mm. it was real loss mm. and that was amazing because you think i haven't really met them physically i didn't know them for that long yeah, you know and you start right. you start kind of going under a bit of i think the reason why we don't also talk about miscarriage is because there's a bit of a pecking order as to what grief like how significance is grief mm. um and almost like, oh, no, I know, you know, the way we talk ourselves out of it. No, no, I you know, there's far worse cases than mine because people lose their babies like way into like seven, eight months sometimes or those who are going through IVF have tried or have had three, four miscarriages or, you know, people who have had far worse situations than me in the world. There are people who are dying every day. Like, you, you know, your mind sort of then rationalizes. But, you know, I think it's important to grieve like it's real it's only relative to your what you know and and you know it's it's an act of respect and self-worth to honor that very life and that process
0: for sure you you know what loss is loss R- and regard life is life exactly you know, exactly um, um how people deal with that like i said at the beginning of of uh this episode mm. differ from person to person but like you say it's real um and i don't think we can uh try and attach anything in terms of how we perceive people should to deal with that Um, it's individual but like you say it it is real and it's important that people go through those motions
1: absolutely and and i you know just to say that as well like everybody's different i'm just i'm just sharing my experience Mm. and uh, there's to be no guilt if you don't feel anything (laughs) like you might not like you might not okay but the importance is is just, just maybe give yourself the space to acknowledge what comes up for sure you know at least at least then you you've got that time and and talking to people like it's you know really important to um journaling helped me i just i just wrote i just wrote what i was thinking um over the next week it was up and down like mm. first two days first day like <laughs> sobbing over food like we went for bear burger it was like you know <laughs> yeah. seeking nourishment from places and just like you know you need, uh, that was raw for me and then after that I think there were downs where I just hate. I, I just had hatred. Like I just hated the world. I hated myself. I hated like I was, I was probably a nightmare to be with Nick. Um, bless him for being like there and um, you know being around for a couple of days. But he was working at the time too, and so it was. So yeah, there's times where I just felt like an absolute. I felt I've, I went through it, and no matter how much I knew. It wasn't true. I still went through it going, mm. what did I do wrong? Maybe it was this. I can't remember feeling like I was carrying those shopping bags or I was carrying my laptop too heavy and I was feeling so tired. Did it happen that day? Like, when mm. did it happen? Mm. Like, trying to, you know, that kicks in. It kicked in for me. That noise kicked in. And you need an outlet of of seeing it. And for me, writing really helped. or I'm um, talking to people because... Um, you just need to go through it mm. you know um and I think sh- there was shame there was shame that came up over feeling on un- you know again like you've done something wrong or that you've you know you're, you're not there's something wrong with you you know in a way and these are lurk they're lurking around now I'm you know mindful what thoughts to go into what not to it doesn't mean they don't happen mm. right we you know the 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 aim is to slowly start to be gain a mastery over your thoughts fine through yoga meditation all those things it doesn't mean that they don't happen Mm. so um they need a place they definitely need a place and not to be carried forward because that self-judgment and criticism is you know that impacts the rest of your life it shows up everywhere else so i think i think you know the processing part is is fundamental like
0: for sure, really and it is, is, it sounds like um you sort of went through that that phase um straight away you mm. you started deal with it, dealing with those emotions. Did you reach out to try and get any external support, or was that offered to you at any stage um, she well the doctor
1: you know she she sort of said, you know if you ever need to get in touch, you know her door was mm. open um the we had to make a decision so so the thing is (laughs) and this is a whole nother layer of stuff for those who've had a missed miscarriage so when you know um in a situation like mine when you're told that they passed but they haven't actually left Mm. you haven't actually bled through is is when um you then have another decision of deciding whether to wait and let it happen naturally take its course or you Um, go for a um, DNC procedure Mm -hmm. to be medically kind of uh, to medically remove them Mm -hmm. and um, that was a whole nother layer of things to to deal with and to um, unpick for me anyway for me because I've been I've gone from being so kind of pro-natural and then thinking oh but then now I have to have a procedure like you know and that comes up a lot for women I deal with you know with pregnant women all the time we bring that into our classes the idea of having a preference but not a plan like Mm -hmm. the idea of can you plan but let go so that if anything happens you're not associating that to failure or you're not perceiving it to be a negative experience or or disempowering yourself and somehow through this process I, I, I also had to deal with the idea that well if I don't bleed naturally then i'm disempowering myself Mm -hmm. and again i felt a lot of guilt i felt guilt around the idea of going for the procedure Mm -hmm. personally for me and then i realized how wow from a society point of view it's great because we're becoming so more pro-natural proactive about health and diet but then it dawned on me that oh my gosh like we're you know maybe we're putting so much pressure on ourselves that we're thinking that you know we're not good enough if we don't do this or heal by ourselves and mm. you know so we've got to be really mindful in the wellness field um and the pressure that you might sort of have now like to be vegan if you're, you're a yogi or like it's mm. you know all these kind of things yeah. oh, well, yogi doesn't drink yogi, you know all these ideas that um can can naturally sort of exist the more that we try to empower ourselves we can also disempower ourselves at the same time and so it started to become to my awareness because i realized i was carrying some of that and so during that time, um, I then saw Dr. George, okay. actually. So that was my way of getting support, I okay. think, um, from that perspective to decide what to do. Um, and I remember having a chat with him then, and I just said to him, look, I don't know if... Because um, then I went onto Google and read other people's stories, and I'm telling you, <laughs> there's no... I had the idea from there mm. that, oh yeah, okay, you know, someone who did go natural and she really connected with not to get graphic but Mm. really connected with with what you know she experienced and even apparently sometimes the pain can be likened to giving birth Mm. you don't know how you're going to experience a miscarriage either Mm. and what it's going to be like for you Mm. so I had all these sort of ideas of okay Nisha you know be a martyr you can wow okay you'll come through the other side and you'll feel like you've you've uh, you've earned it you know like you've gone through it and then you know you've you've got that story within mm. you and you'll empower yourself and maybe like that would change my confidence and everything else Like there were these all these ideas there's yeah. things that you pick up okay so and to the other side of dnc and whatever and and but so i had a week about a week over a week carrying around these dead babies really mm-hmm. okay and there's no other way to say it it, it was th- it and you feel that energy shift within you it did not feel good i felt yeah it didn't feel nice it just did not feel nice to have l- lifeless form inside of you yeah. now yeah energetically for me i did not like that feeling and um and i i was giving myself a bit of a hard hard time i guess in a way i had to go through it to come to a decision and the decision was mine mm. you know it was it was mine to make and even with nick it was like it, it kind of is your decision i was like okay you're right <laughs> <laughs> i have to make the decision okay i have to make the decision and uh, so i sat with him and he was like you know it's really not there's absolutely no judgment and there's no i said well you know if i go for this procedure then does that mean that i've am I missing out on something you know am mm. i missing out on something he goes like, and he goes you know it's the way that someone connects with you yeah you just need to be told that actually you know, there's nothing wrong with going for the easier option, which wasn't easier Yeah, in my mind. It was, but yeah. it wasn't. Um And oh my, like I had to unpick that. I had to unpick that stuff in my head Yeah, for about a week. It took me about a week and I was under a little bit of, um, Nick was flying out to London. I wanted to go. And so I had to have an extra week before I leave to just make sure if I was to have the procedure. So I was under a time constraint. And also not knowing as you're going on, is it going to happen any minute? Is it going to happen any time? Yeah. You know, um, but then I went to see them and they can also do a scan to check whether there's any signs of uh, the miscarriage happening naturally by itself. Mm. And then you can have a little bit of, and they did all the, they they were brilliant because they kept things very, Calm and, but yet, yeah, that's when we went through and they did some tests and things as well, so they could check the sizes and confirm that they were absolutely. And I wanted that double confirmation. Mm. They haven't come back to life, have they? Or like, you know, you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> or, but you know, there's these uh, things that can happen. Maybe it was just the time that she took the scan. You know, yeah. so these are other what ifs, what ifs. So it, they did that, and then I kind of was like, all oh, right, okay. Um, so I decided to go for it, um, the procedure. And it was the best decision. Honestly, yeah. like I felt so much relief. And I remember when I came out of general anaesthetic, just thanking him, like just saying, you know what, thank you. You and your team were just amazing. Like, yeah, you just do not know how much of a difference he make to people's yeah. lives. Like it's, um, I think they held the space. I think that's going to be mm. so important
0: for anyone listening to this podcast who finds themselves in a similar situation, and is offered that option uh, mm. in terms of you know do what's best for you. absolutely do what's best for you
1: and I felt empowered afterwards just to point out that you have not failed you're not taking an easy option you're not not doing your duty you you know um it's okay if it grosses you out that you don't want to go down that option like because I don't want to connect physically with I don't I've been through enough yeah and I thought to myself the thing that shifted it for me is Mm. I guess a good question to ask yourself is are you acting out of self-love and kindness mm. towards yourself or are you being hard on yourself mm. and it no- and I noticed I was like well going down the natural route normally you go natural because it's being kind to yourself mm. that's not being kind for me like mm. I, I'm not I don't want to do it mm. I just I just don't want to go there yeah. and well take some support yeah work with the medical industry like it, we should always be working with them anyway yeah. they're there to serve you know um, find that balance in your life and get support. Because um, if that's the right thing for you, just check where you're acting from. What's the intention behind what you're doing? Yeah, Mm. I think
0: just listening to to your story there, it's it's super important to note that the way sort of miscarriage manifests itself also varies from person to person. Mm. And for someone who, one, hasn't been through this before, or two, maybe doesn't know a lot about it, I think when you think of miscarriage you often think of that sort of situation that entails uh, the heavy bleed, sort of the cramps, and the obvious signs of, of that happening. Mm. But actually, for, for quite a lot of women, they don't actually know that this has happened until it gets to that point yeah. of the scan. And when it gets to that stage, like you say, you're, you're faced with that decision. Okay, what do I do from here? And, uh, like you've just mentioned there, making that decision based on what's best for you, as opposed to, you know, um, what do I think I should be doing based yeah. on other people's opinions, um, is super, super important. Mm. So, you made the decision to go for the DNC. You were super, super happy with that. Um, mm. In terms of the support, you said you'd got a lot from your doctor, which is amazing had you told any of your family and friends at this stage
1: yeah so it's i started to tell them we gave ourselves about two three days when yeah. I felt ready um, yeah my sister siblings mom and dad's really mm. and then after a bit of time then I told my best friends really a bit a bit mm. later and when I was visiting London you know really kind of had that time with them it was the best time I could have spent with yeah it was that trip was perfect it was just nourishing from the inside out Mm. on every level like it was just the basics of seeing green having a good slice of cake with the girls like just catching up just nourishing connection like you need you need that in life anyway yeah and even when you go about thinking yeah I'm good I'm good to go in a hole for about four days and do my thing like Mm. you'll come out feeling undernourished like you need to need to talk like mm. you really need to talk and sometimes even if it's not talking but just the presence of someone's company that offers you um that bit of connection and peace you mm. know just kind of back to basic living and just you know i was I was in in the evenings me and my parents were watching homeland at home like back yeah. in london like we got hooked on that and yeah. just a simple thing simplicity always go back go, always going back to simplicity during a period of yeah overwhelm or whenever you need to like it just works yeah yeah
0: i suppose that's harder for a lot of women out here given that they're away from family and yeah. friends at, at the time and i suppose if we're going back to okay how open are we about this topic if you've been open and honest and you can get that support from your family members that's great mm. um but a lot of people don't don't talk about this as well yeah yeah from your opinion, and I'm asking you this because you've lived this situation, Nisha. Why do you feel people don't choose to share their experience?
1: There's something that tells me that it's got to do with there's a bit of shame and embarrassment there, mm. uh, maybe a failure, maybe just it's it's been um, classified as personal, like something. Maybe some people think that it's just a couple's business. And it's not for other people to know, um, and I think that's just a decision you've got to make. I think if you're okay with that, if that's enough, if if that's um, really is how you lead your life, mm-hmm. you know, it's because kind of like the kind of connections you want to build with people, um, trusting that actually, you know in order to build those stronger connections, we've got to trust each other a bit more mm. and also let people in. Like, it really depends what kind of person you are. Mm. Do you, you know, um, and I, I, guess for someone like me, if I'm going to be real with myself and, um, for me to feel authentic, mm. I, I kind of can't do, I, I can't fake it. If I'm going through something mm. and if I'm sitting with you one-to-one or something, you if I feel it's right, I will speak about it, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, so that we can level up and mm. I've been doing that a little bit um with people so so quite interesting to speak about maybe what happened quite shortly afterwards and and I started to speak to people about miscarriage and mm. and also do I do I say it or not because mm. because um
0: so you went through that process yourself in terms of do I share it do I part? share it or yeah. do I
1: not okay. with people who I don't know and mm. I, I've actually had some really cool interesting conversations with people mm. and, and you, you know you included and um, and I started t- t- telling people quite quickly, you know, just af- if, and when it came up mm. and then, um, slowly couples, like people that we spoke to and, you know, if just naturally i oh, oh, okay, we went through that if it, if it comes up. So we yeah. do that. Absolutely. But... When I was coming back from London, I um, got the opportunity. I got a message saying, do I want to teach prenatal yoga? Mm. And by no way or means have I, I... My hormone levels hadn't even dropped down to the normal level yet.
0: The pregnancy hormone stays in your body for, yeah, a few weeks afterwards. A long time, yeah. Yeah,
1: so that's the other thing is actually, you know, don't expect yourself to bounce back. It mm. really t- it took me some time. really took me some time. Yeah, so the hormones were still in my body. My, my stomach was a bit everywhere. Mm. I was still physically dealing with i was still feeling very pregnant Mm. and i came back and then i was like okay do i teach this do i start teaching Mm. is it ethically like is it am i ready so i went to a prenatal yoga class and um to see how am i with other pregnant women because i didn't want any feeling of like i I didn't want to put myself in a space where i'm not able to sort of separate my feelings from holding the space for other people Mm. um and I wanted to check where I was it was Mm. a good way for me to check how am I doing Mm. so I went I put myself in that situation how do I feel now and I was okay I was all right
0: how long was this as soon as I got back from so I went to
1: London a week after my procedure okay two weeks after I came back right pretty much that week um, I went. In, I went to a uh, pregnancy yoga class. It's
0: another whirlwind, isn't it?
1: I'm yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like okay. So then, I guess there's purpose. There's purpose in sharing your story with others because then you you start to. It's also naturally healing to do that because you it, it empowers you to sort of be like you know I can. I can speak about this, that actually, you know, I'm healing through this and I give permission for you to speak about it. And I was just a bit curious that the more you speak to people about it, you know, what did they experience or am I alone in that, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, um, and so I did. I did. I kind of, in the class, when I got there, so normally at the beginning you explain how many weeks pregnant you are and everything, mm-hmm. and I was like, do I say something? Do I not? Because you don't want to... Imp- when other people are pregnant and you're not, and you've had a miscarriage again, there's a stigma there of, Oh, she was, you know, she's miscarried. So maybe there's some sort of negativity Mm, there or something. Um, And there's also something around being, when pregnant, you don't want to think much about the things that can necessarily go Go wrong, wrong. but focus on the ideal. And I think Mm. it's really important. And I try try to find ways to weave that into pregnancy yoga class and the Mm. things that actually know you'll empower yourself by learning about what can go wrong because you can also accept another plan, accept what's out your control. Mm. Because you, as much as you wanna have a preference, there's gonna be things that aren't in your control. Mm. And you've really, you know, it's better you deal with the mental sort of reaction to that now rather than af- afterwards punishing yourself and That's feeling like point. you've yeah. failed and feeling like there's shame. You know, because I, I do feel a lot of postnatal depression um, And how we react, you know, we're we're awakening to the fact that our birthing stories has a major impact on um, how we experience our initial sort of um, periods of motherhood, Mm. you know, and also that connection and bonding with baby, Mm. you know, that actually from the room to the, um, it starts from the room that connection that you're having, Mm. and the dialogue you're having, and then the birthing experience, how that can impact your child Mm. as well as yourself. So I think we got to start early, like start from menstrual cycle, to miscarriages to then the pregnancy. Like we need to talk about what's going on mm. because otherwise you're, that stuff builds and it comes out in another way.
0: Yeah, it's probably contributing to uh, these sorts of scenarios where unfortunately women do encounter uh, a miscarriage or they experience a miscarriage and they're they're sort of hearing about all these things for the very first time. And, and going through that situation, not knowing anything about it, yeah whereas you're right if we if we were open about it and we talked about it more, given that it's one in four, you know we really should be talking about it, and yeah, yeah making people aware, because the reality is it affects a lot of a lot of couples, a lot of pregnant couples,
1: yeah, absolutely, and instead of we don't want to because we don't want to mm. think about the possibility like we just want to protect our space, so we go into protective mode. Mm. Um, and a bit of defense mode and I think that just continues I think it's 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 that trait is in a lot of things during our life anyway Mm. especially I think as a woman all these phases that we go through it's very much I don't want to know about it I don't want to think about that because that's not going to happen to me Mm. and I think I just think that we collectively the more that we do sort of try start to treat these things with some value mm. as as almost as equal and as useful as the opposite of all the the favorable stuff then we kind of start to find an even-mindedness between both so mm-hmm. that you empower yourself to be able to deal with any situation ideally that's what we want from life right mm-hmm. like not always be thrown off by everything but mm. prepare ourselves mentally to deal with any situation that comes about mm. and that's really about being able to go there into these places and not fear them but but use that as useful information to empower your journey further mm-hmm. you know and if and when everything goes according to preference and plan you'll you know, it's, it's, it's even more, yeah. you know, because, um, you've also know that you're able to deta- detach away from certain ideas and, um, but, uh, you're going back, going back to <laughs> <laughs> at the beginning of that class. We were sitting down. Oh yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Forgot, I forgot where we went. Yeah. So at the beginning of the class and, um. So you, you say how many weeks pregnant you are mm. and stuff. And I was like, do I say it or not? And I thought, no, okay, I'm going to say it because I think there's nothing to be ashamed of. Mm. Like, I'm, I'm only doing it because I think that's what other people think, but that's not how I feel. So I I said, it. I sort of said, you know, um, you know, I was, I was pregnant and now I'm sort of back, I'm just healing and stuff. Um, and one of the beautiful things is at the end of the class, one of the other girls came up to me and sort of said, you know, like I... You know, I also miscarried. I just wanted to say, like, that's, you know, I have two, and just ask me how am I doing, and mm. and maybe um, just some useful information. You know, have you had any tests done after? And she was just really lovely. And and mm. since then, I've had similar conversations with people. Um, I've told my clients when um, I first started to work with them. You know, I felt it was it was important to. I was like, this is who I am. Mm. Like, I can relate to the beauty of the journey, and um, I just let the I let my understanding and appreciation respect for um pregnancy and motherhood to to come through in terms of what what i teach so i I have a channel for it which Mm. is brilliant but even before that before that happened i think the channeling was through processing being honest um working through those hard days you know hormonal shifts or days where it's not even in your control some of the days some people might out there who are listening might you know might relate to it some people might have really crappy days where Mm. they just you just see red or you just see black like Mm. it's just no no one will get you out of that Mm. and it feels very real when you you, you're not you don't feel good about yourself you feel um you feel very useless you feel what's you know and and that's very real as much as then going from that point to um bringing yourself out of it yeah is is real strength and courage like it really is courage Mm. and um and I have respect for everyone who goes through it because mm. they all go through it in their own way. I just, um, I just, I just think it's something that if we are repressing unconsciously, so repress, you know, repressing unconsciously, but also suppressing consciously, both of those things are just just to be aware of those. Yeah, and it will creep up a little bit. Yeah, and time and time it will creep up a little bit, and you'll have moments, but it just. Um, at least you'll know that you are on the path of healing. So mm. that if and when you um, decide to, uh, you know, um, have a baby and try again, that you're working from a good place. That mm. you're, um, you know, you've, you've had time to deal with it. Mm.
0: So you mentioned earlier on in the conversation, Nisha, about your, your husband, Nick, and he's been uh, hugely mm. supportive. Obviously, this affects um yeah it affects the partner doesn't it yeah. um you, you know obviously the woman has that physical attachment um to the pregnancy but emotionally you know it's a hard thing for for them to have to go through how did he deal with this process
1: yeah it's really good it's a good question um yeah it really impacts your partner mm-hmm. i think that's a whole nother podcast maybe it'll be really interesting <laughs> yeah. to hear it from guys point of views because i think more and more as well it's about how can we include your partner in the journey mm. of pregnancy and everything because mm. they how do they get included in the connection um and really connecting to everything that's going on as mm. well rather than just hearing the information and mm. um, being on the receiving end of everything yeah. um uh, he he was he's been there th- he was there throughout and um same he felt the emotion mm. he still has you know there's, there's times when it's like you know. Today I'm feeling a bit sad about it. Like it came up for me today, and having that kind of open dialogue mm. going. You see, even and even hearing that, you're like, yeah, that's legit because mm. it it does come up. And yeah. um, for him, it was real too. Like he grieved as well. Mm. Yeah, he grieved. Mm. I think it's a part of him, kind of trying to be strong. And because there's so much happening from my end, yeah, um, that pressure is a lot to take. And I think he probably took a lot of it. Um had he sort of probably been completely open, maybe he wouldn't have had it as together as he did, you mm. know, because um but then the rational mind for him kicks in a bit more and he has his sort of um contribution to ways of looking at things, um, but then also consoling and, you know, I think you just really you come together. Mm. You know, you come together because you've that's your priority, I yeah. think you Yeah. You know. Um, but it definitely impacts your partner massively yeah yeah.
0: i think there's two aspects to um miscarriage isn't there there's obviously the physical aspect that you know the woman has to go through um that's one element of it but the emotional aspect is a whole whole other element um that can affect the woman but also also the partner yeah. if they're in the picture as well um it's so good that you had that open communication between the two of you though um it sounds like that was sort of key in terms of yeah keeping you sort of sane through the whole process and making sure you're both on the same page and you could both voice how you were feeling at any at any time which yeah. sounds like it was, it was quite an important thing and quite an important factor yeah I
1: mean I think kudos to to partners who because you know, it was probably times where he probably didn't voice how he felt because mm. he probably felt he couldn't okay to be fair there's probably times when it was you know maybe there wasn't room for him to, because maybe it was just too much going on with me, or, you know, so I, I think they do take on so much more in the background. So quietly kind of letting go of times when you're just like, rah. Mm. <laughs> you, know, um, you know, probably really testing patients, like they're up their patience levels and everything else, because mm. you don't know what's going on half the time with yourself, like, whoa, what, you know, mm. it's very unstable, you, f- you feel, you know, unstable through all the changes as well. Mm and you're trying to figure out what you need and so that person going through all of that at the same time but trying to be the even one trying to you know a time where you're not so Mm. and that person is then kind of put into a position where they need to try and be the stable one is really trying yeah you know and i think that's the dynamics of a relationship anyway that you know one person has to try and be that person when the other person isn't compensating <laughs> yeah. so i think you know probably heightened mm. really during a time like that yeah um sometimes mm. we laugh about it now he laughs about the time i think we're, tr- we're driving one time to the hospital and i just i went from laughing to crying in one conversation oh, i serious. <laughs> <laughs> serious. Like, was like what was that what <laughs> is going on like there's some funny moments you think i don't even know what i was laughing then crying about all in the same sentence yeah. like you know um Maybe I'm just a bit of a mad woman. But, you know, it's... uh, it's Yeah, stuff happens that you can also laugh about in hindsight. And mm-hmm. then, um, um, you know, honour it. It's important to talk about it and continuously kind of remember it. And, and remember, like, it happened. Like, whoa. And I came back from London. It was... I was like, I'm in Dubai and I'm not pregnant. I don't really know what to do with myself. Because mm. like, I, I, I... One minute I was pregnant, next minute I wasn't. And I came back to, to Dubai and I thought... Have to I have to reinvent myself again. Yeah. So my purpose was now back to the meanness and the inness, and you know what can I do to hone my skills and crafts here, and mm. you know to to build a career here, and and it felt heavy. Yeah. It felt, to be honest, nothing felt as important. It, was, it didn't feel important anymore. Mm. It was like this isn't really important anymore. Mm. So I kind of just that was interesting to try to cultivate my why again Mm. because my why changed and quite drastically into something I was like you know it was almost a relief like I was pregnant I was a relief because it's like I don't have to think about myself anymore Mm. like so much just for now like I you know the the weight of purpose for me Mm. at the time had
0: changed Mm. so
1: that was quite a lesson for me
0: yeah it's another journey isn't it like Mm. you say um what you did have as a priority um has changed so Mm. you're coming back to dubai and you're having to start that journey again so crazy crazy time Mm. so where are you at with it now do you feel nisha um it's a broad question i know yeah it's quite quite hard (laughs) to answer but it's you know what it's you know wherever
1: your attention goes your mind goes your energy flows Mm. you know and i think through whatever, sometimes I think it was, you know, it's, it's meant to be this way. But I wonder why. But you know, I've been focusing on work a lot. The purpose, you know, of, of there's been a lot to keep me busy mm. and to keep my mind. Kind of, I move quite. I'm, I'm probably I move quite quickly in life mm. anyway. I tend to, but it's always lurking there. If things come up for me, t- sometimes I I sit with them. um I'm grateful for the practice of meditation, yoga, and all the other things like you mm. know the dance and stuff. I think they're brilliant continuous um life support mechanisms anyway so i think i'm 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 very quite fortunate to have that mm-hmm. um if it comes up in conversation i'll talk about it mm-hmm. um you know a new connections form with people we'll talk about it when mm. we talk about experience here so far and stuff like that so yeah I just continue to be open and i feel i feel completely yeah i feel i i'm i'm grateful like the gratitude you know and there's so much conversation and podcasts on gratitude and everyone's Mm. talking gratitude and purpose gratitude, but it is so much about, um, gratitude and with gratitude. There's that joy. And I also, um, supporting pregnant women to me is an honor. Like, I think my focus is going more like anything would you experience something makes you passionate. So yoga is a massive field. And whilst I'm into all these different sort of sides of it, I, now my, my world has opened up. I'm like, wow, that's interesting—the world of the the woman and mm. the feminine. So I'm kind of naturally starting to meet people who are, who operate in that field and that yeah. space, and um, starting to kind of there's opportunities coming up there that keeps mm. coming up. Um, so yeah, I think I'll just continue my learning and look how I can can further support women in that work. Mm. And if and when the time feels right for me and Nick personally, you know, maybe we'll go on that journey again. Mm -hmm. But there's no pressure there, like there's no pressure. Mm. Um, I'm not putting that pressure on. And um, it's a feeling thing, Mm. I think the whole thing's feeling based. Um, And also self care, I realize on the other side of things I've kind of gone into the other extreme where I'm just like physically just doing a lot and a lot Mm. and a lot. And I'm um, not given the opportunity for me to ground Mm. and slow down a bit more and nourish to see if and when that time might be right. I do believe that actually in this day and age in terms of um, fertility and stuff, it really helps if we start to craft an environment uh, where we're already practicing that self-care and we're slowing down and you're kind of, you know, almost nesting in a way or like doing things that are going to nourish you. And I think those signs were there before I got pregnant. Mm. I was like, ah, probably because... I was I was giving myself like tummy like just I didn't even know why it's like I really need to give myself a tummy oil massage Mm. like a bungalow we call it or like I just want to make everything fresh and all those signs were there Mm. before getting pregnant and so it's you know there's definitely something around that process I'm aware that um the gap seems far further away from me to getting pregnant yeah um I also am dealing with the idea of well it was really nice to be pregnant without knowing and not intending to be Mm. so currently digesting the idea of do i want to intend to Mm. so i'm sitting with that at the moment i don't know how how i feel about that yet Mm. but um literally one step at a time but i recognize that i'm um to give myself the opportunity again to to open up that space maybe Mm. if it's something that's right for me then I've got to create the environment first. So at yeah. least it becomes a possibility. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm putting the wrong message out there saying, don't have time for it, don't care about it. Mm. And I'm going back into that place of mm. um, not paying attention to it. Mm. So, um, yeah, So I'm ki- that's kind of where I am. Yeah. Um, I think mm. it's
0: super admirable. And ju- just hearing you talk, it's really inspirational that you've taken this experience and you're managing to do so much good with it. Um, like I say, mm. even just sharing your story so that others maybe can relate to it or yeah it resonates with them i think is amazing um i've got a couple more questions for you before i let you go go. what advice would you give to someone who's going through a similar situation
1: really just you're not alone Mm. you're not alone and um don't put yourself in a situation where you're alone you know because i think whatever that support looks like um validate validate your experience validate it value it give yourself time um you know time is the best gift and oprah stands by that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the best the best thing you can offer yourself is time and yeah. uh i think um yeah those things start from there mm. start from there and um just don't go through it alone i think that's really important
0: okay good advice Mm. last question um similar to to the previous one what do you hope that the people listening to this podcast will take away from it
1: just maybe some contemplation i think it starts with um your own ideas and um maybe looking at how you perceive miscarriage Mm. and and maybe the people around you so what what's your experience been of it if you've not personally experienced it then maybe someone who has Mm. um and dialogue like get curious because I think it's a really um important important part of who we are Mm. it's you know I think for so long just because of the makeup of, of society and life is that we've not in the kind of the agenda to for women to, to work and to kind of get out there and make their mark and, um, you know, the whole sort of agenda of 50-50 and everything else. There's so much emphasis on rising on that level, mm. on a career level, that I think a lot of it, what makes us women has been left behind. Mm. And I think the know-how, the knowledge behind get to know what your cycle is about. Mm. Just there's good information out there now, like get to understand more about why you feel what you feel during certain times of the month. Mm. Um, delabel the idea of it's just hormones. You don't need to, you know, just pop pills to get by. Like mm. there's, there's things around in our body, there's more than what we think is going on. So cramps and things like that from the beginning of menstrual mm. cycle. I would advise any woman to go out and start looking into that. Look at their own cycle, get to know it and and from there alone, it's incredibly empowering what we can learn mm. and how to work with our cycle mm. um, and then also from there um, in terms of miscarriage is being able to honor the journey like honor your experience um, it's nothing to suppress or sort of put away and just move on mm. um, if things come up for you if you if you are someone who has experienced um you know different insights you know then share it share it and also take time to understand it a bit just process process Mm. give it give it time give it time give it space and give it give it the attention that it sort of deserves yeah definitely
0: okay it's been super amazing to have you on the podcast today nisha Um, and great to be here it's been really such an honor to be able to share um it's been an honor to have you um (laughs) yeah and I can say that like I say honestly it's been great to have you here hopefully some of what we've talked about will resonate with our listeners today it's probably important to say that if you are going through a similar situation, you have experienced a miscarriage. There are support groups out there, mm. and if you drop us an email at info at safehandsuae, we'll make sure we share those with you and make sure you're pointed in the right direction. Whether we can answer any questions or whether we have to look at those external groups. That's um, But yeah, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank um, you for
1: the work you do, you guys do, because I think it's it's fundamental. And it really does reach out to a lot of people who, yeah, who do need it. Know, we need the support.
0: I really appreciate that. Like, like I say, um, you know, Nisha will be on hand. She's, n- she's mm. not disappearing after, after this podcast. Um, so if you do have any questions or uh, you do want to write into us, please, please do. We'd love to hear from you. Um, for now, though, um, we'll, we'll leave it there. Amazing. Thank you for being here. And, yes, stay tuned for the next episode. If you need support regarding miscarriage, please get in touch and we will provide you with guidance on local support networks.